This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Good afternoon, Steeler Nation. How we doing? Thinking about tacos? Well, that's good. Man, tacos do sound good. It's the Steelers Blitz, hour number two here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Wesley Euler, Arthur, Taco t- Taco Tuesday Motes. You do do Taco Tuesday in the Motes household, don't you? I'm a taco guy, man. Come on, man. You know I'm a taco guy. I remember it used to be Taco Thursday when I was up in Buffalo because I was way in day. Cause, so we were going to treat ourselves. <laughs> because every, and like every other day in Buffalo is just wing day, right? You know? Like wing Tuesday, yeah. wing Wednesday. It's like that. I guess they give, they're like, we'll give, we'll give, we'll give tacos to Thursday up here in Buffalo. Yeah. Definitely a taco guy, though. Oh, love me some tacos. Now you got me thinking about dinner. I, uh, but what's your a, taco game look I put like? A, I, put a, I put a pot roast into the crock pot this morning with some hmm. potatoes, okay. some onions, a couple okay. carrots. So 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 no tortillas, but no no, no avocado no maybe, guacamole. I don't know. Maybe I'll just no lettuce and tomatoes. Maybe I'll just give that to somebody and mm. no queso. Go to Condado on the way home or something. <sighs> Cousin, hey now, you know where to get at us if you want to get involved. We are going to get to your tweets here in just a couple of minutes. But first, the Mitch Trubisky thought that I have been teasing now for like thirty-five minutes. Like a true radio guy, I like that. Yeah, what's best? For business. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you and I now on ESPN 970 AM occupy the time slot where Stan Saverin used to be. The Godfather. And Stan, one of his favorite sayings was, when all else fails, root for the story. Mm-hmm. And boy, do we have a story here the rest of the way in terms of Mitch Trubisky being back in the fold, we think at least for a couple weeks. Here's my thought. What's your thought? I know a lot of people are pressing the panic button. A they lot are. of people are SOS. A lot of people are... In the spirit of Christmas season, just wanting to go to Rudolph, the red-nosed quarterback. Or they root for Krampus. Or they, you know, they want Trace McSorley. Or whoever. Mm-hmm. Motsi, I think we have seen a much different Mitch Trubisky. Nay, I know we've seen a much different Mitch Trubisky. When he goes into a game for the Steelers, knowing he's going to be the starter versus what we've seen so far this season when he's inserted into a game because Kenny gets hurt. Last year, the Mitch that we saw in the first couple games of the season, listen, I'm not saying he was playing at an all-pro level. There's a reason that they went to Kenny Pickett. And the Mitch that we saw at the end of the year when he had to play against Carolina, those were much better than the version that has had to run in on the fly without the week to prepare as the starter. And I realize it's a short week this week, and so there's less time in there. But I think we are going to see a better version of Mitch Trubisky on Thursday night and, you know, potentially against the Colts and Cincinnati, however many games he ends up playing. I think we're going to see a noticeably better. Again, I'm not saying he's going to go out there and play like an all-pro. I'm not saying he's going to go out there and light the world on fire and put the Steelers on his back, and suddenly they're going to be scoring 28 points a game. But I think he will be noticeably better when he has time now to prepare as the guy, as opposed to the three times we've seen him this season in spot duty off the bench. I mean, I don't <clears throat> see I know that's why not that's a hot like a... take or anything, but I yeah. think it's important to know because I think a lot of people are doom and gloom with the possibility of Mitch. I I think he's going to look noticeably better these next couple games than he has so far this season. Yeah, Mitch is fine. The big thing with Mitch is dialing back the aggression. And that is the byproduct of him being pulled when he got pulled because the critique was he wasn't aggressive he wasn't enough. Wasn't aggressive enough, yeah. So now 
he's working through that. And yeah, there is a difference between when you're the starter throughout the week versus when you're getting called to action in game. The flow of the game matters, you know, what the mindset of the team as a whole is. And it isn't always conducive to a person to be successful, right? Same way we want every variable to be perfect for Kenny Pickett to be successful. Should we not be expecting the same thing when it comes to Mitch? Or is that only exclusive for Kenny? I would say, in the words of a famous ex-Steeler and Buffalo Bill and Arizona Cardinal, keep that same energy. That's all. So it's like Mitch can make all the throws. To me, I think Mitch handles uh, pressure a little bit better right now than Kenny. I think his ability to just evade it, move in the pocket, whether it's stepping up or when he does decide to run, which we did see also in the game. I think he has a better feel for that, but he's also had a lot more reps of that. He's also started multiple times and been the face of a franchise in Chicago. Kenny has not done that just yet. He's trying to gain those similar in-stadium experiences, but granted, we know it's been multiple reasons in terms of why he hasn't been available with his health. So, that comes with the territory. But for me, man, I think Mitch is fine. I think the big thing with Mitch, like I said, if you're Mike Sullivan, you're communicating with him. We're not saying be careful with the ball, but we are saying don't be reckless with the ball because those two things are different. And reckless can kill us. No reckless doubt. hurts you. We've seen that versus Baltimore a year ago. Reckless hurts you. We've seen where the aggression helps us, though. Tampa Bay, right? Carolina, right? So it's certain parts of his game where we do feel confident that he can produce. But at the same time, let's make sure we got expectations where they need to be. Let's not lose our mind because we have a hard one to make it look like Mitch isn't a competent quarterback. So we create this unrealistic expectation for him solely for argument purposes to back you for Kenny Pickett supporters. It's like, this is not what we're trying to accomplish. We need him to play well so this team can win. This team wins, we get a better chance at getting back to the postseason. We get to the postseason, we get a better chance at winning the postseason game. Mm-hmm. Confetti, things like that. That doesn't happen if these dudes don't play well. But then again, you have to also ask yourself, what type of fan are you? Are you the type that roots for the team to do bad so you can get a better draft pick? Or are you for the team to do well so we can actually win games and get this coveted seventh Lombardi like you're right and that's part of the that's part of the thing that'll drive you crazy too on Thursday and on Friday in the aftermath if you're like I'm already planning on staying away from social media because there's going to be one crowd out there that wants Mitch to do well so they can use that to dump on Kenny there's going to be another another crowd out there that wants Mitch to stink so they Mm -hmm. can use that to defend or to prop up Kenny yes Mm -hmm. whichever side ends up getting their moment in glory just just ignore them. Yeah. Just tune them out. And to answer that part, when we talk the whole narrative conversation that you've heard us talk about multiple times, whether that was when they tried to put it on Canada, when they tried to put it on Kenny, shoot, whoever they've tried to put it on at times, it was one point they tried to say it was Mason Cole was the reason why we lost the game. I'm like, all right, we could talk about the snaps. I'm with you. But to act as if he played terrible, he was the worst offensive lineman, nah, you're factually wrong. And I got about 70 snaps that approve that. Okay? But that's neither here nor there, man. But, yeah, man, we got to understand our energy. Like, we want this squad to do well. We want the squad to win. In order for that to happen, all these dudes on our squad need to play well. And is it really a bad thing, though? Like, like, is it a bad thing? If you're a Kenny guy, is it really a bad thing if Mitch does go out there and throw for 400 yards and we're, like, going forward? He's capable of doing this more consistently? Is that a bad thing? It doesn't – 
Do you think the Niners are upset that it was Brock Purdy that developed into their QB instead of it being Trey, Trey Lance? Lance? Do you think they're like, nah, take Purdy back also because it wasn't Trey Lance. We don't want Brock Purdy. Do you think that's the energy they had? I, I just, but we do that. It's like, yo, if it isn't the specific player that we want to be successful, then we want nobody to be successful. I'm just like, it's where it, do we get that? We are in more of an era now. And man, I am I can feel myself. It's like I'm getting wrinkly skin and gray hair as I say this. When did I turn so old? We are in an era now where a lot of people root for their favorite player more than they root for the logo, more than they root for the team. And I'm the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. I want the team to win. The team, the team, the team. I'm the old team. school. Yeah. I don't care who the quarterback is. I don't care who the coach is. I don't care who the wide receiver is. I don't care who the linebacker is. Don't tell me about the labor. Just give me my baby. Don't tell me about the labor. Just give me my baby. Period. I don't care who gets it done. Just get it done. I don't care how it happens. Get it done. Period. And so I know, though, that that's not how everybody operates. And I'm not telling everybody how to be a fan. You can be a fan however you want to be a fan. That's the beauty of a fan. That's the beauty of being a fan. Um, but I just, I already know it's, it's, it's just that weird vibe of going into Thursday night of the backdrop of like, all right, well, you can already write the narrative of this tomorrow for each side. Let's just wait and see how it plays out. The narrative is going to be, see, none of this has been Kenny's fault or see all of this has been Kenny's fault. Mm -hmm. When, as we always know, in actuality with all these things, not just Kenny in the quarterback position with everything, the answer is always somewhere in the middle. Um, but remember was one of our original things on this show. Uh-oh. You either love us or you hate us. There's no gray area. It's just black and white. No, there's no such thing as gray but area. We're not the Steelers, sports. though. We're just talkers. That's different. Talkers is black and white. One of us had to play. I mean, I'm watching now. Though. That's different. Yeah, I fully crossed over. I'm surprised, honestly. Like with another game of injuries at the linebacker position, we haven't got any tweets yet today. They don't need me. Uh-uh. Boats, you strapping up? Because every time me. a linebacker yeah. gets hurt for the Steelers, we get that tweet have at you least seen, once. Have you Boats, seen you what I look up? like though? Boats, I'm so, leave Wes in the booth by himself listen, for a couple bro, weeks. We need you. I'm so out of shape. Have y'all seen what I look like? Have y'all seen me? He does look very comfy today, Arthur. Oh, what? He's got on one of them Russian style winter Come caps. Come on, man. My little bargain. Come Hoodie, on, sweatpants. Man. I mean, he does not yeah. look like a guy who wants to go work uh-uh, out uh-uh. and wants to go get into a bunch of car crashes. I look like a guy that's like, don't, don't even night. look at me too hard. If the eye contact too hard, I'm like, are you Superman? I feel like you got extra. Like, your eyes making my body hurt. Like, stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my Mitch. That's my Mitch thought. That's my Mitch take. Is I think he's going to look better. I think he's going to look the best he's looked yeah. since Carol since Carolina last year. I think he's more than capable. And again, I don't say that as an indictment on Kenny Pickett. In fact, I say it as a as a as a vote of confidence in Mitch Trubisky. There's a reason why. Think to that short period of time when we all thought Mitch Trubisky was going to be the Steelers QB one. And even honestly, even after Kenny was drafted, we still all kind of thought, okay, it's going to be Kenny's team eventually, but it'll still be Mitch that gets the the opening crack at this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there were some reasons there. I don't think anyone was all of a sudden going, we signed Mitch Trubisky to replace Ben Roethlisberger, Super Bowl. But I think we also all thought, this team can go back to the playoffs. This team can win games with Mitch Trubisky. He's done it before. I still think that now. And, and, and that doesn't have to be some big indictment on the future of the position. I'm just talking about for this team right now. I feel confident that we will see him make some plays on Thursday and that then really when he has the full normal week and all that going forward, 
that he's going to look like he did last year against Carolina, which is a quarterback that can win games for a good roster, for a good team, which is the, the Steelers. Listen, they you might think the sky is falling, but they are 7-5. and five. There's a lot of teams out there with one win, two wins, three wins, four wins, five wins. I I really like Justin Herbert, and I would keep hearing about how he's God at quarterback. He's got a losing record right now. And has for multiple years. Everybody was talking about how dang good the Denver Broncos are, myself included. They're 6-6 six and six right now. The Steelers got some players. The Steelers got some ability. And I think they're going to go win some games. Yeah, I also look at it like this, man. We focus only on Kenny Pickett. This is just as big of an opportunity and evaluation for Mr. Biscay. No doubt. Because he wants to, you know, he wants to be a starting quarterback again, too. The same way that everybody says that Kenny didn't get a fair shake because Matt Canada was his offensive coordinator. Who was Mitch Trubisky's offensive coordinator? Oh, but the difference was he also didn't even have the support of the fan base. Remember, we was booing him four quarters into the season. (laughs) You know? So to an extent, even for Mitch Trubisky, he gets a chance to rectify and show that, hey, it wasn't me. It wasn't what y'all were trying to say. It's not that Kenny is better than me. No, you guys created that narrative, and y'all ran with it. And in a moment of desperation, the coach made a switch, and y'all looked at that as justification. Right or wrong, it is what it is. We can't go back and change the past. But for Mr. Bisky, he's been in the lab working. He's been waiting. I thought when he got this opportunity, he played well. The numbers reflect that. I know the people bring up the nonsense of, well, you saw how many touchdown passes he's thrown for this month in comparison to Kenny Pickett. I'm like, I get it. I get it. Now, granted, we just started December, but if you're talking November, I still hold true. <laughs> I get it, you know? And that's the part where it's like for Mitch. Yeah, he wants to go out there and prove that yeah, he's not the scapegoat, that he actually can be a starter. Because when he came from Buffalo, what did he sign here for? To be the guy. To be the guy. Yep, to have that second opportunity in his when career. When he stayed here this offseason, why? It's like, yo, I can mentor him, but this is still my best opportunity to play because what? This isn't proven. This isn't above reproach. It's a strong possibility that if Mitch even goes out there and cooks, we might be looking at him like, yo, may we extend you instead of bringing something else in here. Or, instead or, of, you know, like, granted, we probably still would draft something, but it's like instead of going to get a Kirk Cousins type, may we roll with or, you, you depending what on else, what you show. You know what else, too? If Mitch goes out here and plays well for the next, let's say, three, four games, mm-hmm. right, and then Kenny comes back, did did Mitch Trubisky, did he or did he not just sign a contract extension with the Steelers this mm-hmm. offseason? So you got him under con- It's not like he's going to be a free agent after this year is yep. where I'm going with this. Let's go other hypothetical here is Mitch Trubisky plays well and someone rings you up and says, hey, we'll give you a second round draft pick for that dude. We'll mm-hmm. give you a third round. We'll give you an early third round pick for that dude. Like you take a top 100 draft pick for Mitch Trubisky, maybe this time, you know, in a, in a, in a couple months time, a couple weeks time. So there's a lot that can happen here. And. I thought it was worth discussing. And I would also say this. It's not just the opportunity for Mitch. I would also say for Kenny, it sucks the situation that you're in. No doubt. But this is also cause and effect. There is a difference between what fans tell you versus the reality of the National Football League. Fans are how you believe in that you don't have to play to a certain standard. They can make every excuse for you, and the game will wait. The reality is it does not wait. The reality is right now you have to hope that you can get back at some point this season to get another opportunity to show that you're worth more than this team going out there and paying for a free agent acquisition or drafting a quarterback to come in here and compete or replace you. 
Fair does not matter. Right, wrong does not matter. The reality is, while you're waiting to get healthy, be in that lab, watching that tape, getting locked in. Because you don't know if that opportunity is going to come this season. You don't know if it's going to come in OTAs after they draft something. Mm-hmm. You don't know if it's going to be training camp. Heck, it might even be next preseason. But whenever you get that next opportunity, you have to look better and a lot more consistent because now you're too far removed from this. Correct. Oh, it was just the first yeah. round is just 13, 10 games. It's like, no, we're talking almost historic proportions when we're comparing your past attempts, when we're comparing your amount of games and in reflection, the stats or the lack there of the players that he's being compared to. This is the reality of when we say take your feelings out of it and we just simply talk in black and white the way the NFL works, he is in the danger zone right now. But this is the cause and effect of if you don't hold a player or you don't hold this guy to a standard but you claim to love him, you hurt him more than you help him. Because it's a false sense of confidence for a player that might feel like, well, you know what, we, hey, as long as I do it, one drive at the end of the game, we win. The fans are going to love me. They're going to tell me I'm the top three quarterback and all this other nonsense. And we're going to minimize everything else and put any negative on every single body else. That's fine. But now when you're in this situation and you're saying, well, how do we know if Kenny's good or not? How do we know if he's developed or not? Well, well, well we haven't seen him do this, so how do we know if he can or can't do that? It doesn't matter. This is a results-based business, baby. Y'all criticize Coach T, but the results are still the results. He still wins regular season games, right? You said no losing season. Well, that's a results-based business, right? The flip side is the postseason. We get it. All right. Where's Kenny's? That's part of the issue. You don't have that same rebuttal of no losing seasons or, hey, he's leading the league in touchdown passes and leading the league in interceptions. Or when it was seven, it's a two-time Super Bowl champ. Man, this dude throw 4,000 yards every single year. All right, he might not be this, but he got that. Hey, Joe, Joe Burrow ain't healthy. He got injury concerns. Joe Burrow done went to a Super Bowl and an NFC Championship game. What are we talking about? With a franchise that hadn't sniffed. Lamar Jackson, he sucks. sniffed that. Lamar Jackson, he a bum. Okay, well, he has a league MVP, and he took a team to a postseason and won a postseason game, if I remember correctly, also. So it's like, Justin teams, Herbert. Teams what about, what about Justin Herbert? Healthy. You realize Justin Herbert throw 4,000 yards? Justin, Justin, and again, I I say this as someone who I like Justin Herbert. I'm just bringing him up. I'm just giving examples. His team blew a 24 point lead in the playoffs last year. But I just be giving examples. That's all of why when we're evaluating Kenny and the temperature is what it is around him versus some of his contemporaries that have had injuries that have not had a Super Bowl that have not technically proven to be god tier it's like they still have proven so much more within a two-year span that they are given a lot more grace whereas with kenny that's never been the case and this is the cause and effect of that like i said it sucks because if you're really a kenny supporter yeah you feel some type of way right now and rightfully so but this is what was created and it's unfortunate for him because not all of it was on him. The expectations following Ben coming to Pittsburgh. No doubt. Playing at Pitt, having no the success doubt. that he had. No doubt. But unfortunately, it's like, yo, we created an expectation that he really didn't live up to during this span. And now he doesn't even have another opportunity for the next two to four weeks to even prove that he can be better. It's like literally every time we have questions about him and he starts to take a step in the right direction, he gets hurt. 
So it's hard to really build upon set consistency. Then when you do see him and he doesn't play well, you're like, well, shoot, when I see you playing, you don't play well. And then when you're about to play well, you get hurt. So what exactly are you? But this is a results-based business. We done fired a coordinator already, right? Mm-hmm. It don't matter. These coaches had their jobs on the line, wives, kids, livelihoods on the line. They're not about to keep waiting for your favorite player. And that's, unfortunately, the reality that it is for him. So for Kenny, the same one I just said for Mitch, man, he was working while he was waiting. Now this is his opportunity. It took a while for it to come back, but now he has opportunity for Kenny. Man, you got to take that same mindset, man. Lock in while you're rehabbing. Do whatever you can be doing to get better. And whenever that opportunity does come, man, you better take full advantage of it because who knows if you'll get another one after this. Josh Rosen, he's still waiting on the next opportunity. Yeah. Just think about it. He was the 10th overall selection. Just Ooh. remember that. 10th overall. Ooh. It took him 365 days before his opportunity drastically changed. Kenny has had a little bit longer leash than that if we've been fully transparent. That's the NFL, though, man. And I don't mean to yeah. sound so like rough like that, but it was just, just trying to get to you. Another, another thing you and I used to say many moons ago on this program when we first started, potential and patience are two P words that can get you fired in this business. Mm-hmm. You know, those can be dirty words in this business. Um, and yeah, it's it's just kind of the unfortunate reality of where you're at right now. But I tell you what, what uh what might cost somebody is always an opportunity for somebody else, and there is certainly one there for Mitch Trubisky Thursday night, and then, like like we've been saying, we think for at least a couple weeks thereafter as well, too. By the way, Motsi, of speaking of early days and mm-hmm. early different moons and many moons and it, things that we've said and done in the past here on this program, mm-hmm. you know how we had been uh, wondering about Oh, that's a that's and a that's a I big wonder. that's a big word, right? Mm-hmm. And we couldn't remember what the joke used to always yes. be. Craig messaged me on Facebook. Okay, I meant to tell you this. Penultimate. Craig messaged me on Facebook. Facts penultimate. And said, "Hey Wes, I listen to Steelers Blitz all the time. I don't have a Twitter. It's not that big of a thing where I live in Australia. We really just have Facebook and Instagram here. Anyways." I've never been able to catch the show live because of the time difference, only on podcast. And you guys have joked about trying to remember the big word you used to say as a joke for a while. It wasn't penultimate or any of the other things you've suggested. It was actually knee-jerk. I'm surprised no one has tweeted this out to you guys uh, on the live show. Anyways, jerk, I right. love the show. Love listening to you and Moats. Cheers from Australia. Tap in. He's that does right. sound right. Yeah, that makes it sense. It was a joke. It was like, oh, oh yeah. knee jerk. Like, oh, yeah. that's a big word. Because you like, dropped it. Totally I remember right. when you said it, too. He was like, it was, something, something. It was at the old studio. But it all started. Yeah, you're right. Good calling that, man. Good. So Craig Knee-jerk. in Australia. Yes. He messaged me that. Knee-jerk. He messaged me that last <laughs> week, and I meant to. I meant to say something to you. Because it, it has I a dash in between knee jerk. You know, so it's really a it's big, a big word. word. It's a big word, man. So big shout out to Craig <laughs> down under. Shout out to Craig. What time we for the coach? We that out there back in like August, and we, it's fin- been going for and a while. we finally got an answer in late because that was November. when we just got back to training camp. Yep. Yeah. Like it would have been like the last day of July or like early August. Knee jerk. It's a big word. Craig. I remember. Craig, oh my cheers, God. mate. Hope you're having a uh, good seriously, day. Seriously, mate. Seriously. Put another show on the Bobby. Speaking of Qu- Craig's uh, Facebook message, we will get to your questions, comments, concerns, reactions for the rest of the program. When we return, the time will be yours. You can get at us on Twitter at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. Time's yours for the next half hour on the other side. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.
This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. in here on a Tuesday. It is time, folks. We've given some Cardinals thoughts. We've given some Mitch and some Kenny conversation. We talked that Mitch. We certainly did. Mitch Palooza. Hey, now. Big party Thursday night, 815 North Shore, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm a Mitch Invite guy. your friends. You know I like Mitch. I like Kenny, too. Kenny, like, it's dope. I just, you know, I got a chance to hang with Mitch during the bye week, man. You, you know, so shout out to, oh, to, to, to the company the, man. Like, oh, you know, these guys, you know, listen, I'd they, be hanging out with they these gave guys. Me, they, they gave me the Wesley guys. Euler. They gave me the Wesley Euler. They was like, hey, you get these to roll are, around my, with, with the, my guy, you get guys. to roll around with the hobnobs over here. But you know, us, us alumni got to stick together. All right. And he's part of the fraternity that I am. We're half bloods, mm-hmm. meaning that, you know, we transplanted here. We weren't born in Pittsburgh. I mean, busting know? out the Harry Potter reference well, here. I tell you what, you, I, are, I, 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 you are a well-versed Outside man, of his first stop, our second and third stop were pretty much identical. Huh? Oh. Huh? Oh. I see what okay. you're doing here. I All see right. what you're doing okay. here. Okay. So, I'm, I'm excited to see what he does on Thursday, man. Like I said, I'm really eager. Yeah. It's a lot of similarities with that. I like where you came from. I like how you cook it. I like how you get after it. Both on and off, you know. This is a vibe. I'm looking forward to it, though. Eager. You know what I don't like? What you want, Chief Keith? Let me hear. His alma mater. Where'd he go? Oh, yeah. Who you my, got smoke with him this week. Who my Mountaineers play in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. When is y'all game? December 27th. And I Let's really go. need us to win Let's because go. I want to see our head cut. The winner of that game, they douse them in a in a in a thing of uh, like hey, stop a, playing a thing of mayo. No, stop playing. No, bro. I'm dead serious. No, if you no, think I'm joking no, about this, no, nah, mayo, bro. They hey, dump, absolutely they, not, bro. They dump a Gatorade absolutely jug not, bro. full of mayo. Absolutely not. Look at this picture. Absolutely I'm not lying to you. Not, I, I'm bro. not lying, right? Look at these pictures. Absolutely look at the picture. not. Look, look, look. Nah, look at the bro. Look at the picture. Absolutely look. not. Look, look, look. Look at nah. this. Look at this. Y'all tripping. Oh, well, that's what that, that, that was better be get, yeah. That was, I that was say, Gatorade. Look y'all are tripping. Look at this. Nah, bro. Look at this. We drawing the line somewhere. We drawing the line there. I need WVU's nah. coach doused. Mm-mm. Yeah, they really got a tub of tub mayo. Of mayonnaise. Hey, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, it's certain things I got to draw. Mm. I draw the line on that one. Well. You, mayo? mayo? Mayo. Not just any mayo. Duke's mayo. The best mayo. In the business, it's mayo, bro. And he's going to douse I know, from you don't top. Like, yeah, well, you're right. I do like mayo, but the idea of getting doused in mayonnaise does send a shiver down my spine. How do you feel about mustard? In a, in would you would you, would you be doused in mustard? But I ain't the one. I want to see it happen to our head coach. Ew. You know why? Because that means we get a W. I like the W. I don't like the mayo. Not a, a tub on me mayo. Like, well. One coach who I don't think he would get down. Do you know how uncomfortable that? Oh, you're right. It's just it's nasty sound. At least with the Gatorade, it makes it's, you squeamish. Yeah, and it's thick. That's my and other that's the thing. part. The Gatorade, you could hop in the shower yeah. for thirty seconds and rinse you're, the Gatorade bro, off. Bro, you. you're not getting that. You, that mayo gonna be on you for a week. It's you gonna smell that mayo in your hair. It's gonna be caked yeah, in your hair, bro. Yeah. I'm thinking like, oh, oh, that's a lot, man. That thing's thick. Neil Brown, prepare yourself. <laughs> One coach who uh, is not going to get doused in mayo, he's past that point mm-hmm. in his life, uh, 
Look he, at the transition. He, he might by like you. to get doused in fries. Or, Look at the or, transition or from you. Nuggies, as he calls them. He does call them nuggies. That's Big cute. Red, Andy Reid. Time's yours. Thank you, Coach. Steel James wants to know, Arthur Motes, who are we starting an inside linebacker on Thursday night? Do you think Miles Jack gets a helmet? Um, the way that Coach Tomlin spoke on it, it sounded as if Miles Jack and Blake Martinez would be available. I don't know if they start them on a short week, though, personally, um, for a couple of reasons. With Miles Jack, yes, he's more familiar with the scheme because he was in it. My only thing is he just hasn't played football. So, granted, he's been on the practice squad and he's been running around, and that's good for him. But practice squad running around in season night and day from actual game conditioning and things like that so i just don't know if they would start them i do anticipate them getting reps though i do think that we will see them at some point start to get out there because based on what was put on tape last week you can't have two guys that have started in this league one guy that's been a pro bowler in this league on your roster right now with the injuries that we've had and they not get some type of participation at that position so I do think we will see them at some point in time, but I anticipate the starters probably being Michael Walker and Mark Robinson again. Now, they very well could just rip the bandit off and say, you know what, what you put on tape, Mark Robinson, what you put on tape, Michael Walker, we don't want that this week on a short week. We're going to flip it and say Blake Martinez, Miles Jack, we're rolling with you guys. Or Miles Jack and Michael Walker, we're rolling with you guys. I don't know, but because of how they played, they did open that door to those conversations, man. But that's football, right? A week ago, Michael Walker was looking really good. People were talking about him as, man, next man up, man. We just got to play through our guys. This week, they're like, man, this dude sucks. He shouldn't even be in the league. And it's like, no, he doesn't suck. Did he get beat a couple times by a really good player? Yeah. You didn't know about the player, so you think that that makes this guy suck? It's like, no. Trey McBride was the A party in that matchup, man. 100% of the time, he was the A party. No different if it was Pat Frymuth versus Michael Walker. You would expect Pat Pat move to cook it every single time, right? Mm-hmm. So don't be naive. Don't be arrogant either. Same pick in the draft someone told me today. Mm-hmm. Carlos tweets, keeping fingers crossed that true Bitsburg. Oh, well, that's what I got to be, be careful. You could, you, slip, up that, right? you could yeah. slip up there in the FCC. Oh, man, there's some there's some landmines in there. True Bitsburg can get some wins for us. Who knows? He could be our Charlie Batch of 2006. Hey, you never know, hey, man. Good hearkening there by well, Carlos. And more similarities with the Charlie Batch part because he actually did start in this league prior to coming over here. Whereas Correct. we try to Charlie Batch every backup quarterback, and it's like Charlie started for multiple years in the National Football League yes. before he ever came over Don't here, man. Don't you remember on Thanksgiving oh, against, that's his Jerome, against yeah. Jerome Bettis? Every single time they the say— the Lions upset the Steelers? Every time they say call the toss. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why they do that. He's he Oh, that's his like me. Yeah. Ruined my Thanksgiving when I was <laughs> seven years old. Big Ron tweets us, uh, same thing, wondering your opinion about Miles Jack and Blake Martinez uh, that you just answered. Also adds, though, you guys have been talking, seems like you guys have been talking a lot about Taco Bell in the past week, so I got to ask, what's your favorite thing on the menu at Taco Burritos, Bell? Locos, tacos. Chicken, quesadilla. Let's go to our final break here. Boom. When we come back, more of your tweets on the other side. Hey, that was efficient, bro. You could tell we talk about this. You got to ask me something. What, no Doritos there. Locos? Mm-hmm. That's Baja probably, Blast? That you saying there is probably my second or third okay. you know, yeah. favorite thing on the menu. And so. look, when you say KC, I'm like, oh, that's what I usually get if I don't get the naco- if I don't get the tacos, I go with that. Yeah. Honestly, like most of the time I eat Taco Bell, I'm in the car. And so the quesadilla is just mm. easier to eat in the car. No, 100%. Yeah. 
Yo quiero Taco Bell. It's dangerous when you guys do this to us because there's one literally right at the bottom of the hill of and our studios you know that it. we both have to drive past every single day to get out of here. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. What just happened? Am I getting a quesadilla in about 20 minutes? Yo quiero Taco might, Bell. I might be getting a quesadilla in about 20 minutes. Yo quiero Taco Bell. We'll close with more of your tweets on the other side. Last chance to get involved, you knuckleheads, or hold your peace until tomorrow. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. All right, final segment of the Blitz here on a Tuesday Let's get out of here. We got about six minutes to get to your tweets. Six minutes, six minutes. The real Teddy rapido, tweets rapido. us. Rapido, rapido. Beep, 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 beep. Underly. The real <laughs> Teddy tweets us, Motsi. And he wants to know, uh, what is the, you know, it, it seems like Kenny Pickett is having problems diagnosing blitzes. Mm-hmm. And since the Browns games, teams have been stacking the box and blitzing and uh, kind of, you know, unable to adjust. Wants to know, in your opinion, why has he kind of struggled with that? Um, I think it's a couple of things. Uh, When he was under Matt Canada, I thought that he was looking at too much. Wasn't simplified enough. And we talked about just going through his progressions. He would read outside to in at times or just trying to process everything versus being hyper-focused on one thing. I thought with uh, Mike Sullivan last week and Eddie Faulkner, he was more so focused on working inside out which was why we reflected the Pat Fryer move uptick in attempts and targets and production. Deontay Johnson also. I even thought this week was a similar conversation or intention because even before Kenny had went out, we were seeing middle of the field throws again. And then when he did go out, where was Mitch Trubisky working? Middle of the field also. So I feel like that's been more of a coaching point from coordinator and Sullivan, however that dynamic is, where they are saying, hey, work here first, and then we're going out there, or mm-hmm. here to check down. That was something else that I thought Kenny had done a better job of. Now, the issue is, and this continues to boil back with Kenny and a lot of these other players, but with Kenny is consistency. We've seen Kenny do an excellent job at times of when Blitz is coming, if running back fast release, his eyes go right there and he drops it off to them. And we've seen Jalen Warren take advantage of it. We've seen, and this is the Green Bay Packers game, so i just give you reference points. Sure, sure. Green Bay Packers game, think Jalen Warren, think Deontay Johnson. When the Packers pressured us, we fast release Jalen Warren right now to the flat. He would drop it off there to him. Jalen got missed, pick up seven, pick up ten. The other part was we would go now and pass it to Deontay Johnson on the perimeter. Snap the ball, throw it out there. We tried to run the now and pass. That was what we did on the first third and whatever that we got tackled on. Uh, it might have been to Deontay Johnson as well. I think so. You know, when we ended up getting stopped and everybody was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. It's worked before. It didn't work that time. Now, different body types out there, so it's some more Tennessee stuff to go into it. But to me, I think for Kenny, the consistency has to be better. You know what you're looking at. You know what the design is. We know what the safety valve is. There have been times where I thought the scheme or the design of his hot route, whether it's the running back versus screenplay, running back fast release, or running back deciding when to chip or not, I felt like the timing has been off with that at times. But the other parts are I feel like he's processing it too late or not fast enough. And the difference is this. If it takes a second for you to read it versus a half a second, that's the difference between you getting that ball off versus you getting hit. If it's a second and a half, that's the difference between you getting sacked. You see the difference of what we're talking about. Sure. Half a second. That's everything. Second, second and a half. 
That's the issue. So when we say it's a game of inches, it's literally that. He is seeing the first part fine. But that half a second of when he's actually deciding when he needs to come off of that read or when he needs to say, you know what, this rush is going to get here faster. Let me go ahead and get this ball off. Or running back also, running back, you run by the guy that's blitzing. Hey, if you don't block him, then that means what? You got to turn around so he can drop you the ball off. It's been a couple of times where Jalen and Najee have been a little bit slow to get their heads around as well. So I think of all of those factors, and that's why we get the inconsistencies with Kenny surrounding pressure, and that's why he's going to continue to see pressure until he proves that he can handle it. Sure, sure. Kyler Murray was getting pressured a lot. What was Kyler's defense? He started to drift back, or he would drift back and then roll, and we saw him utilize his legs, right? That was his athletic gift. That's what his strength is. He's short. So we know he's not going to be able to just stand in the pocket and step up all the time. So that's his response. For Kenny, he has to figure out what his response is. Brady's response was, I'm not about to run out the back door. I'm not about to step up. I'm going to get rid of this ball quicker. So you have multiple ways to go about it. You got the Ben Roethlisberger method. Heck, I'm not even going to get it out quick. You're going to hit me, but you can't bring <laughs> me down. shrug you off. Okay. So once again, multiple ways to get through it. Joe Burrow is one of the most sacked and hit quarterbacks in the league. And he was still one of the most successful quarterbacks in this league when he's been out there. No doubt. And you look at how he gets rid of the ball versus pressure. Sometimes he holds on to it and takes a shot. Other times he gets rid of it right away. I ain't mean to talk that long. No. But it happened, man. You're right, though. You know how it is. Laying it it down. happens. I'm sorry, guys. Laying it down. I'm sorry, guys. No, that's what we needed. That's what the people need. That's what they came for. I'm sorry. And he tweets us. It says, on a positive note, didn't need my defibrillator on Sunday. Hey, now. Bad and costly day at the office, but the Steelers will show us how much grit they have. There's still some ball left to play. And get that defibrillator ready for Thursday night. Get it ready. Yeah, don't put it away. Uh-huh. Short week. Uh, bring some coffee, too. It could be a snooze. It could be a snooze fest. <laughs> yeah, bring some coffee. No doubt. Steeler Rocker 73, our buddy Jay in New Hampshire. Hey, now. Says, I went through the 80s, the funk of growing with that team in the 90s that culminated in championships in the early 2000s. Shout was out to the a, 80s. Was it a rough ride? Yes. But was it worth it looking back? Absolutely. Our time will come. Enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Steeler Nation 920. Our buddy Tyler in Wisconsin. Shout says, out. All the cheeseheads are talking big stuff to me now. I reminded them who beat who. Who ride. Yeah. All right. All right. Because they were definitely though, saying that. I will say, though, that Jordan Love looks pretty good right the now. The Packers have won four of their last five. Tyler also says, I will not be able to watch Thursday. I'm sitting in as the wrestling coach for our local high school. Let's go. Now, that's get awesome. Get six or give six, man. But you know what get happens. Get six or give six. Let's go. Yeah, you are talking to, I mean, let's you know, go. Big get time, six big or give six, man. We ain't set up for nothing else. Get six or give champion, six, baby. Champion wrestler Arthur Get six or give six, man. Um, If... The Steelers play well and win on Thursday. That means Tyler has to coach a wrestling match every, every time the time. Steelers play for every the rest of the season. Every single time. Every single so, time. I'm just saying. You already know, get six, baby. We either getting six or we giving six. Wes, it's one or the other, baby. I'm just saying. It's one or the other. Rudy's tweeting already predicting Steelers win five to three. I like that. A walk-off safety for the win, too. I mean, walk-off safety you know, for the win. <laughs> you know? Darren, last word of the day, says the body 52. And at Wesley Euler, burning down the Steelers' pulpit once again. We can all drop our tithes and offerings in a bucket at the rear of the sanctuary. Keep preaching, fellas. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, guys. We appreciate that, as always. We do thank you. Uh, we have a lot of fun on this show regardless, but you guys always make it more enjoyable and, and give us some uh, some things to look forward to. We appreciate your participation this day and every day. And as always, a big shout-out to the best co-host in the business, Arthur Nathan Motes the third. Who, me? 
Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back tomorrow. Same time, same place. Moats host Wednesday hey as we will now. get you ready. It'll be our last show before the Stillers take on the Patriots. It's a big one tomorrow. As always, you know where to find us. It's at high noon on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Stellas Nation Radio. And 970 ESPN.